There's some chicken. There's some chicken cooking downstairs. Amen. Amen. I always got a buddy here. Always fix me a plate every year. Where you at? Make sure I'm ready when I go out the door. Amen. Wherever you are, Amen. You hook me up every year. Whoever you are, you make sure I got it right too. It's. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. Just want to say thank you to you. All right. All right. All right. Exodus chapter 3, uh, beginning at verse 1. When you have it, say amen. amen. If you don't have it, say hold on, Rev. Amen. I'm going to wait for you. Amen. 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 And it reads, now Moses was pastoring the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock of the west to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, say Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire. Get this, yet the bush was not consumed. I can stop right there, but there's more. So Moses Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God, aside to look, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction, somebody ought to shout right there, of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to deliver them from the the power of the Egyptians to bring them up from the land to good and spacious land to a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression with which the Egyptians are oppressing them. Verse 10, I'll leave it alone. Therefore, come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the sons of Egypt, out of Israel, out of Egypt. Uh, for a few moments, if you don't mind, tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. I'm coming out of this. That's what I want to preach this morning. That's what I want to preach this morning. Amen. Amen. I'm coming out of this. I ain't. I've been here too long. I've, I'm coming. I'm coming out of this. Coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this. Amen. Amen. Please pray with me. Dear God, help me to preach. Uh, move me aside. Whenever I get in the way, I mess up. Move my doctorate out of the way. When I use that to get in places, I mess up. 
use Ron Seal. Use me. Have your way in this building today. Oh, God, I need you. I stand here, Lord God, not even worthy to preach your word. But yet you allow me to preach anyway. All of us sharing that same testimony today. That we don't deserve it, but yet you still bless us anyway. Thank you. Even now. Even now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. There is hardly anyone in here uh, this morning who has not at some time feel like you have been pushed up against the wall. It, 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 it seemed like the rugged edges of life seemed to somehow have you in a messed up situation. That I don't know who it is that I'm talking to, but there have been times that all of us have felt a cloud of despair and, and have come to, to, that has come to blot out the joyous glitter of a distant star of hope. It, it seems like, so I don't know who I'm talking to, but so often we have been left standing amid the surging murmur of life's restless seas. What are you talking about? What I'm saying is that we have been frustrated and disillusioned and bewildered and on the brink of despair. It, that, that, that there have been times that we felt like giving up and throwing in the towel. We felt that we could not make it no longer, that this has been an experience characterizing the life of men and women of all generations, whether they knew God or did not know God, but all of us have experienced some pain, some despair, some way, shape, or form. Am I talking to anybody in here? And, and, and for instance, we can turn the pages of the Old Testament writer and hear Isaiah in the midst of the Babylonian exile, and we can see him saying, Verily thou art a God that hides thyself, and O God of Israel. Have you ever felt like that before? That it felt like God just ain't listening to you? That no matter how many times you pray, and no matter how many times you cry, and no matter how many times you snot, no matter how many times it seems like God just does not show up and we, 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 we can run along the gamut, go along the gamut of biography and come upon a modern life and we can hear that earnest believer like Carlisle saying it seems that God sits in his heaven and does nothing we can turn to the noble writer uh, that literary genius by the name of Shakespeare and we can hear him crying out through the lips of Macbeth that life is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing uh, we can hear we can hear uh, that Negro poet of the midst in the midst of the uh, Harlem Renaissance uh, and say that a crust of bread in a corner to sleep in a minute to smile in a hour to weep in, a pint of joy and a peck of trouble and never a laugh but the moons come double and that's life 
It, it, it seems like we can hear that pessimistic philosopher like Schopenhauer crying out in the midst of his despair by saying an endless pain with a painful end, that that is life. And the strange thing is that we all come to some moments where we feel like crying out with all of these believers and unbelievers. We feel like giving up and life is now standing on the old rugged edges and we stand on the brink of despair. However, I want to infuse this morning, impose, impede your language today, and I want to get you to a place where you can say, I'm coming out of this. Because that's what's going on here in the text now because the people are of Israel or have been in Egypt for a very long time. I mean, they've been in Egypt for some 430 years. So you do know your Bibles, don't you? They've been in it for a long time. Imagine generation after generation that all they know is slavery. Some people have grown up and then have died in slavery. And so all they know is slavery. That's all their situation is. Well, how did they even get there in the first place, it all started with a promise. You do know that Satan can't stand the fact that you got promise over you because that's what happened in Genesis chapter 15 where now now Abraham, you do remember the story, don't you? I'm going somewhere, I promise you. But what happened is now that Abraham now was given a promise. He knew that he could not have children. He knew he was too old to have children and yet God gave him a promise that I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your seed. Look at the star as many stars as you can see. That's how it's going to be when they look at your name. How many, how much I'm going to bless your seed. He said, look at the sand on the ground. Can you number them? Well, that's how it will be when I bless your seed. You do know you have promise over you. And I know you ain't got nothing right now. But God said, I still got something for you. And that's why I can walk around with my head up high. That's why I can walk around knowing that everything will be all right because I got promise over me and I don't care how many bills I got I don't care how much trouble comes my way I can stand firm and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water whose leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper why because I got promise is there anybody here who can testify that you got promises over you Oh, I know what the doctor said, but you got promise. I know what your mama said about you, but you got promise. I know your dad don't want to be bothered with you. Cool. My daddy want to be bothered. You got promise. But then Abraham got his promise, and he walking with it. He doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Years come by. Promise ain't came yet. More years come by. Promise ain't came yet. His, his body's stooping over a little bit more. And the promise ain't came yet. And, 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 so, and so now his wife comes to him and say, listen, baby, what you need to do is just go on. Can we talk like I need to talk today? Amen. Okay, cool. And so I need you to get with Hagar. Hagar, because Hagar is our maid servant. In fact, let me just share with you. Hagar don't even sound fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who would name their child Hagar? I, my young brother says, that's cray-cray, ain't it? I know. 
I know. And so, and so, and so Hagar, he said, she says, now the wife says, why don't you go on and just sleep with Hagar? And then Hagar, you can have a baby with her because, say, I'm old. And Sarah says, I'm old and I, I know it ain't going to happen much. And so uh, they have, and so, and you know all the trouble that happened out of that. Let me just throw in there parenthetically that sometimes you can have the problem of manufacturing your blessing rather than allowing it to manifest by God. Yeah. Yeah, 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 because that's what happened here because now she has a baby. His name is Ishmael, and Ishmael ain't even part of the plan, but because they got shook because it did not come up yet. That's why you broke because you keep getting shook when you're waiting on that bill to get paid, so you go out to the lotteries and spend all of your money in the lottery trying to manufacture your blessing because you got shook. That's why you keep sleeping with your baby's daddy and ain't even got nothing to do with you. Don't even and love you because you get shook because you can't wait on God to do it. God, y'all better talk to me in here. And that's why you can't put the booze down. And that's why you can't put the crack pipe up because you get shook every time you keep waiting on God's blessing and it don't show up when you want it to show up. And so now there's a problem in the house now. And so, and so, and so there's a problem in the house now because uh, Hagar's walking around like she got it going on around the house and everything. And she's looking at Sarah like Sarah ain't got nothing going on at all. And, and see, brothers, that's why you stick with only one sister because you can't, it's too much stress trying to get. No, it's too much. I'm telling you, I want to bless you today and tell you it's too much. It's too much stress because, you know, uh, when, okay, okay, you don't get me. When a woman's fed up, there ain't nothing you can. I know. Y'all don't listen to that, right? Okay. Okay. And if you do, you said that a little bit too strong. So I'm going to need you to really, okay. And so, so, so now. So now, so now she gets, she gets put out and life goes on and finally the promise does come. And, and what I love about that is because that God still blesses them even though they messed up in their past. I'm so glad that my past does not predicate what God would do for me in my future. You better talk to me in here. Because there's a whole lot of us in here, you are in positions that you know that you do not deserve to be in. But thanks be to God, he looked beyond your, is there anybody here who can testify that God looked beyond your thoughts and saw your need? You know you didn't deserve the blessing that you have, but thanks be to God, he's still blessing me anyhow. So he... So now God blesses them and, and they have they, they have Isaac and Isaac and they have Isaac and they and they and they grow up and things life goes on and, and Isaac uh, has Jacob and, and Esau and, 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 you know and, and a lot went on then you know uh, but God still moved because get this because of the promise and so regardless of how messed up. Uh, they were that, that God uh, still somehow is doing something with his people. And so, and so, you know, and I know that some of y'all came out of some crazy homes, didn't you? Yep, I know, I know. No, no, you don't want to do, okay, I, you sit next to him. I get it. So just, yeah, just do like that. Yeah, 
Some of them so crazy, my sister said, we was trying to get to Georgia in the snow because we trying to get on back home because it's crazy. That'd be too crazy. I was glad to see you come. I was glad twice. I was glad when I got here, now it's time to go. Then you get caught by snow. So I know, I know, but family. Thank God for family. Jacob and Esau, this whole lineage of people messing up and getting back together and God fixing and barrenness and God blessing barren wounds. And so, and so, so now Isaac, well, Isaac has Jacob, all right, and then Jacob, <sighs> Jacob got some issues, but yet God still blesses it anyway, and Joseph comes along. Now, you remember, Joseph comes along. Now, I got to get you to the Exodus chapter. So, Joseph comes along because there's some chicken downstairs, and I want to get you there. I know. And so, Joseph comes along, and there's a snowstorm coming, and I'm trying to, you know, get home to my boo. And so, the snow, and so, so, Joseph is now born but it's after uh, his woman, his wife, his boo. Let me just tell y'all the story. I got to tell it to you because I was trying to hurry up so I can get to my text. But uh, basically, uh, he liked uh, 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 Rachel. Rachel. I always get Rachel and Rebecca mixed up. It's cool. It's all right. Is that all right? She was fine, and he liked her. And so then what happened was they get ready to go and, 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 and do what married people are supposed to be doing and only married people, uh, but then they go and he wakes up the next morning and it wasn't his boo, it was Leah. What do you do when you marry somebody and they one way and yet the next day they change on you as soon as you said I do? Some of y'all are with some jokers right now, ain't you? I know, I know, I know. But don't you know God can still work through that too? I'm coming out of this today. I'm coming out. And so, and so Jacob now has these kids with Leah, and he has these kids with her maidservants, and then, and then, and then, and then Rachel couldn't have no kids yet, and yet, but he wanted to have kids with her, so they get with the maid servant, and they keep doing all, he got all this whole tribe now of people, but you do know God can take a mess and turn it around and make it blessed. You, you do know that, don't you? And so, and so now, uh, Joseph finally comes along, and that's the only child he got with Rachel. And so he treated everybody else bad, don't he? He treated everybody here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's sad. It's sad that it's sad that he loved Joseph the best. That that Joseph, it, you know, we can talk about that too. But I really got to get to my text because there's some chicken downstairs and a snowstorm is coming. And so now Joseph, now y'all with me? Y'all hearing me? Now Joseph now is born, and his dad gives him this coat of many colors. Did y'all see that in the text? He gives him this coat. And, and Okay, okay, let me come at it another way. He, he, he went to shop for him at Neiman Marcus, and then all the other boys, they had to get Walmart stuff. I ain't saying nothing wrong with Walmart, but then we, but when you got Neiman Marcus and then you got Walmart, there's a difference, you understand? Because he loved 
Joseph more than all his other brothers. You do remember the story. And his brothers became enraged because they were jealous of him. And let me tell you, favor ain't fair. You can't help it because you bless, but God blesses you anyhow. Don't walk around bragging about because you bless. No, you just brag on God and talk about just how good God is. And so they start, so they start meandering, getting these uh, story together and getting this plan together on how they're going to be done with Joseph. And so they take Joseph and they go to the woods and they throw him in the ditch. Am I talking? And he threw him in the ditch. And so they go over and they go over and start eating. They pack lunch and everything. And Reuben said, oh, man, no, we got to go back and get our brother. But by the time they went back there, the Midianites had already came. And their caravan came down and found him and snatched him up and took him into Egypt, right, to, 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 to Potiphar. Right? And so Potiphar now, who is the king, uh, is not the king, but he is like the chief man. He is the man over all the soldiers. He is the man, rich man. And so, and so now Potiphar brings him into his home, and the text says that Joseph wasn't ugly either. Yeah, yeah, sisters, he wasn't ugly. I don't know who, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, Tay Diggs, right? No, is that the new one now? Y'all changed. It was Billy D. Williams for you for a minute, and then... And then Denzel Washington said he went on training day, and then he kind of got turned off. He's so mean, and so I don't know who it is now. And so, and so, you know, this young man, young man, maybe about 17 years old, get this, hear me, y'all, I'm going somewhere, I promise. And so his man now, this young man now is in Potiphar's house, and Potiphar's wife is trying to holler. And I can stay there for a minute, because some of y'all old folks is trying to holler at some of these young they call that a cougar. And so anyway, the text says that now that Joseph was strong and said, Joseph, one day he was in the house by himself. And, you know, you don't leave. I don't care who you are, brothers. You don't leave, you know, Negroes, Negroes in your house. You know, you don't leave them with your wife. Anyway, I mean, you just don't do that. You have people all in your house like that. To my trust her. Uh, right, you know. And so... And so can you imagine what was happening now? She's trying to holler at him. And he was trying to get out. And so, so Joseph, Joseph is trying to get out. And Potiphar's wife is still trying to hold on to him. To the back. Now, he's trying to get up out of there. But she's trying to hold on to him. And to the point she tore off his clothes. Y'all remember that? And the, text, and the text said he went running because he wanted to glorify God. And I don't know who it is that I'm talking to. But he was about 17 at the time. Stop telling these young men and young women, you're just sowing your wild oats. No, you can be saved and love God even as a young child. You don't have to give your goods to everybody. Love God enough to love yourself enough. To say no, and God will all, won't he provide a way of escape? And won't he, won't he do it? Because some of y'all here right now got four and five kids. I ain't trying to make you feel bad because you know God has taken care of you. But you don't want the next person to do what you did, right? I got a, I got a good friend of mine now. He got eight kids. His check is $21 every two weeks. Was it worth it? 
And there's a lot of brothers in here and sisters in here could tell you, I don't want you to do the same things that I did. And if you can't look at me, look at Joseph because Joseph was able to stand tall. Well, she lied on him. What do you do when you get put in jail? Because he gets put in jail because she lied on him, said he tried to holler at her when really she was trying to holler at him. But yet he got put in jail. What do you do when the, the outcome does not look like it was supposed to? look and you said God I have dotted all of my I's I crossed every T I'm at every Bible study I'm at every new mission program not program program that's when it was really programmed then I do everything I try to do right but yet I find myself keep going through the hell that I'm going through and God begins to use, lets his gifts start working and making name for him, right? And it got him out of jail. You do know that your gift will get you out of your locked situation. And some of y'all, you know you can sing. You should have been had your behind up in this choir. And some of y'all know you can usher. You should have been at the door. Amen. Somebody, some of you know you got some gifts that you've been sitting on and you're still locked up. I want to ask you the question, how's that going for you? I just want God to make a way out of no way. You won't even get out of the way. And as long as you continue to sit on your gift, God ain't got nothing for you. All he got is some new mercies. He'll keep waking you up every morning to give you another chance. But pretty soon, them chances go. I'm trying to preach to anybody in here. Chances do run out. Oh, I'm just trying to wait. Yeah, I'm just trying to wait. What you waiting on? And so he starts prophesying. It gets him out of jail. He gets favor with the Pharaoh. I'm on my way to my text. He gets, he gets favor with the Pharaoh, which is good news because God will give you favor even with crazy people. Stop tripping off of your boss. Stop being angry at the people that don't like you at your job. You are blessed and got promises over you, and so you don't have to trip and get crazy. Okay, let me come another way. Stop tripping over crazy people in this church. If they want to continue to carry themselves like there ain't no promise over them, let them do it. But you got promise over you. And so don't let nobody shake you when it's getting rough. And so now he says, now Joseph, Joseph now is here. Uh, y'all with me? I ain't going to bore you. I hope I'm not boring you, but I got to show you what's going on because I got to get to my text. Preachers, it's really irresponsible if I don't deal with my text. You know what I'm saying? And so I got to deal with the text. And so I can, you know, because if I don't deal with the text, I made a contract with them and it would be a breach of contract. Because if I told you I'm going to teach one thing and I go somewhere else, I'm really a breach of contract. And I'm really treading on thin ice right now. And so Joseph... Joseph now here is now has favor with the government now. He got a high place. He is the H-N-I-C, however you want to put it. And so he has it going on. Get this. And now, and now a famine comes in the land, which brings his whole family down to a city of Goshen. I want to tell you the rest because there was some forgiveness involved in that because he treated them just as if they had not done anything. Y'all better talk to me here that, that, that God loves us so much that, that he loves us and looks beyond our thoughts. Well, maybe that's what we need to start doing with our brothers and sisters. <laughs> 
There are some people now in this church that you will not speak to because they stole your man 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Guess what? That wasn't your man in the first place if he can be taken. In fact, you ought to call them and thank them because now you're with somebody better. Some of y'all still mad at some stuff that people have done to you and you are stuck where you are because you just won't let it go. But, how, but it was my own family member. It was his family members too. And it wasn't his baby brothers. It was his older brothers. But you understand my mama or my daddy, who regardless of who they are, if God can forgive you, you know that stuff that you forgot about? Certainly you can forget, oh, you think you too could, oh, you think your trouble is so deep and so rich that all you do is walking with the same story you've been telling everybody for the last 30 years. Well you, know what, well, you know what happened to me when I was six through nine, the years of six through nine, and that's why I can't do and function where I want to function. Well, no, that's why you can't, but if you let that go and start forgiving some people, it ain't easy to forgive. Listen, if you want God to forgive you, you need to learn how to look beyond people's faults and see their need. And so now, God, and so now, and so now, years later, years go by, and the people are in Goshen now, his people, people of Israel are now in Goshen. And so, uh, 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 and so there was a, a, a crazy, uh, cray-cray, uh, a Pharaoh, new Pharaoh had came on the scene, didn't know Joseph at all. And so he looked out, and he said, man, these people are growing. Promises. Promises. Everybody ain't going to be happy with your promises over you. And they kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And because promises, you do promises, but they kept growing because of promises. And so now they're growing. And he said, we need to figure out a way that we can put a thumb on them. And so they'll stop growing because I'm afraid that these Negroes are going to get bigger and they're going to start fighting me. Can I say Negroes today? I'll stop it after that, okay, uh, uh, because there's some chicken downstairs and it's a, a storm coming outside. And so, and so now, get this now, now he says now that I got to do something to keep my thumb on them. And so it began this whole system of slavery that went on. It was just like the people over in South Africa because you remember Mandela was the one that fought against all that kind of slavery and that kind of apartheid, that, that, that apartness, the, the, the blacks from the white. It was the same stuff that was going on even here in the United States, but yet this brother by the name of Mandela was able to stand up and say we ain't gonna let this happen no more and if I got to go to jail for some 27 years I'll do just that but I will refuse to sit down. Some of y'all got a lot of stuff going on in some areas that you know is not right. But because you refuse to be courageous and allow the Holy Spirit to stand tall in you, things are still happening. And so while that's still happening, you continue to go around your family members knowing that there's some molestation going on in the family and knowing that there is some uh, crazy deadbeat father that you still keep playing spades with instead of stopping. In the space and telling him, Negro, you.
you need to take care of your child. At some point, we need to be able to stand up and say, I will not live like this anymore. And sometimes you got to get tired of being in the cages that you are in and tired of being locked up in the things that you're in and be able to say, no, 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 I ain't doing this no more. I, gotta, I want better for my life. Is there anybody in here that you want better for your life and you'll do what it takes to get where you got to go? Come on, talk to me in here. And so there's roughness, there's, there's a bad situation. And so get this, the Pharaoh starts killing all the firstborn men. I could deal with that for a while because I could deal with, you know, uh, uh, how uh, uh, there's some people really trying to kill our black men, even our own black men trying to kill our... And it's, a, it's a bad situation, but... Uh, uh, but uh, but yet but yet but so he's gone and so he, I really want to deal with that uh, but but yet uh, but yeah you know not everybody's supposed to have guns and and uh, here's the problem you go to most of these kids out here half of them came up in church but because but because but, but because we got so comfortable and we refuse and we refuse to write the letters and the letters and help them out with the letters to say I haven't seen you in a while they get caught up and lost out there in the streets and yet you go past and you see them because all they got enough money is to get them some chicken and some nice boots but they ain't really making no money slinging Kang or doing anything else they think they do because they got a couple hundred dollars in their pocket but a couple hundred dollars ain't really nothing but yet they sit out there in front of the chicken joint and eat their chicken all day long with the same cold sometimes two or three days at a time and you pass by them and say mm 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 your ministry is not the ministry of mm, mm, mm. Your ministry is the ministry of you can come up. Because God got me up. And because God got me up, he can do the same thing for you. And the only time I need to be looking down is I'm trying to help you out. He's trying to kill all of them. And yet, and so, and so, and so his mama, Moses, Moses' mama says, man, my baby's so beautiful. I need to put him in this wicker basket and, uh, and, and I need to push him down, down the Nile River, you know. And, uh, and isn't it something how God takes care of him? You know, they got the crocodiles. You got all, all that stuff that could have happened. He's a baby. He's breathing, b blood smelling, you know, you know, all these, you know, but yet God protects him uh, because that's how he does with us, you know, uh, uh, because God's got promise. <laughs> you know, that's why you're still alive today uh, because God has got purpose in you. And no matter how old you are, if you ain't done it yet, there's still a spot open for you because God has got that space open just for you and if God has breathed something in you that will help change the lives of others that's all of us then you ought to stand up and start doing so God keeps him alive and gets him all through all that raises him up in an enemy's camp some of y'all grew up in the enemy's camp some of you grew up in foster homes where you was getting beaten and tortured and all kinds. You was in the enemy's camp. And some of them, they was your own blood because your mama didn't want to be bothered with you. So she kept sending you off to your aunt's house and off to your grandmama's house where you was getting molested and beaten and, and, and tried to destroy your self-esteem. But yet God kept you. Raised him up in Pharaoh's house. And so, and so he's walking one day. 
walking through the neighborhood. He knows who he is. He knows his background. He knows that he is a part of the children of Israel and not a part of the enemy's camp, but he is really. And so he sees one of his brothers being beaten. And so he rises up and beats this man so to a point he kills him. You do know that's not right, right? You know, I don't care how much it was right, it ain't right. Unless this big, big fat man is going to call himself coming through my chimney this year, he will get shot. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If he coming in my chimney, he will get shot. I'm talking about ho, 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 nothing. I don't care who. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ain't, I ain't even got no chimney. What is he, how you gonna get in? You know, how you gonna get in? If he get in, he clever, and he clever, he ain't getting out. I just, I just want to tell y'all that right now, you know, because you need to know that too. Because uh, some of y'all tripping because you ain't got no money for uh, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, uh, for, for for Christmas, and you ain't got no money to go buy uh, no toys. And the, the devil is a liar. You got everything. Give him salvation this year. Show them Jesus this year. No, you no, 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 you can't afford an Xbox, but you can afford somebody that can X out their transgressions. You, you may not have it all together, but you can at least give them Jesus. Cook them a good home cooking meal. What was I talking about? I'm sorry, I really And so he kills this man and he has to go and flee to Midian, right? He flees to Midian. He sees his sisters getting uh, 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 um, uh, bamboozled by these brothers with their sheep and stuff while they're trying to water their, their animals. And he finds his boo. Y'all see that? Goes to her house. Goes to the priest of Midian by the name of Jethro. He meets Jethro. Jethro lets him in. They grow together as a happy, happy family. It seems like everything is cool now. All right, God didn't look beyond my thoughts because he didn't bless me. Even though I had to kill somebody, but God still blessed me today. I got a bad past. Moses has a bad past. Now, he's ugly past now, but yet God still blesses him. When God blesses you, regardless of your bad past, it does not mean you continue to do the things that you used to do. You want to keep going higher and higher. Grandmama and uncle knew what they was talking about when they said every round goes higher and higher. And so listen, I'm almost done. I'm, I'm almost getting to my sermon. And so listen, and so listen, listen, give me two more minutes. I promise two more minutes of snow coming and there's some chicken downstairs. Did y'all got my plate together? But listen, and so uh, uh, I don't like the breast. I got too much meat on. I like the wings and the leg, just in case. I don't know. And then I got some of that dirty tea that y'all make every year. I don't know. Anyway, that had nothing to do with it. I got to get back to my text. Please, please. Y'all stop that. Y'all showing out this morning. Y'all really showing out this morning. So anyway, so the text teaches us that he's walking one day again, and he sees this burning bush. The bush is a flame, but the bush is not burning up. It, it, it is on fire. And he calls, and Moses looks at it and says, Oh my God, look at that. It's on flames, but the bush ain't on fire. The bush is on fire, but it's not being consumed. 
He says, Moses, Moses. He says, take off your shoes. Take off your stilettos. Take, take off your Stacy Adams. Take off your shoes because this is holy. You do know your shoes have been walking in some places that you know you should not have been in. And so I want you to be in my presence. And so you can be in my presence. I need you to take those shoes. Take whatever it is off that is stopping you from being in my presence. Who can see the Lord? He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Take your shoes off. Take that thing off. You got somebody living in your house right now. Get them out of there. They won't put a ring on your finger, but it's good. But they won't put a ring on your finger. They're only in your house because you got section eight. But, but he said, take your shoes. Take your shoes off. And he says, he says, take your shoes off because the place where you stand is holy ground. Why in the world was it burned up? Because God is getting ready to get his people out. <laughs> he said, I've heard the afflictions of my people. I've heard them to the point I need you now, get this, to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go so that they can worship me. Yeah. Yeah. He has a heart in Pharaoh's heart. Why does he have the heart in his heart? I'm getting to my time. I'm going back. Yesterday I skipped, but I got to go back to it. But I got to give you this a little bit because I'm getting ready to go because there's a snowstorm out there and there's food downstairs. And so he says, listen, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart because this time it's not about the enemy. It's about my people. And so God says that I'm going to have to harden his heart because I don't want him to let them go just yet. I need to show my people my godness. I need to start flexing my godness. I need to show them just how awesome I really am. And so he said the reason why it's burning but ain't consumed because it symbolizes my power that no matter how much fire is going on in your life, it won't stop my fire. It won't burn my heart. He said, I need to show them my godness. And so God flexes his godness to these people. He's flexing his godness. That's why he had to have all of these uh, plagues because the plagues are showing because you do know that the people of Egypt, they worship everything. They worship everything. They worship frogs. They worship flies. They worship the Nile River. They worship every, I mean, everything, you name it, they worship. They even had things, God's all up, statues and things going all up the Nile River and little, and little kingdoms and little homes and huts. They even had one God that was there where they had to unlock it in the morning and lock it up in the evening and wake it up in the morning and eat breakfast with the statue in the morning. These are all statues, but they was all worshiping. He said, who are you worshiping? Because some of y'all worship everything. Everything takes the place of God in your life. And it has not proved to help you any. And that is what's going on in the text because he has to show the, uh, his, his omnipotence 
and all of the gods that they worships impotence. That he needed to show his people now that I got all power and these little statues that you got ain't got no power. That's why when the, when the Nile River turned into blood, because they would say, get this, they would say, the Nile River, because all businesses and people came in, the, the Nile River is our bloodline. God said, oh, I showed them their bloodline, all right. Everything started turning into blood because he said, these are plagues for them, but they're miracles for his people. These are miracles because he's showing them that nothing that you've been bowing down to should not ever have precedence over me. So the question is, who are you bowing down to? Well, regardless of the case, this bush is burning, but it's not being consumed because you need to know that I'm God all by myself. That you don't need to add to it or detract from it. That I am God. I'm omnipresent. I'm everywhere. I'm omniscient. I know all things. I know your thought before your thought got up in your thought. I am God. I am God of the frogs. I'm God of the flies. I'm God of the rivers. I'm, I'm, I'm your God. If you let me, I'll be your God. His power will never be consumed. And I don't care what it is that you're going through. He won't stop being God in your life. And that's why you got to go through some things because you need to know and see his power happen in your life. You would never know that God could solve your problem unless you had a problem for God to solve. Why was it burning? Because God's power won't be consumed no matter how much fire you go through. But also, you won't be consumed by the fire that you go through. Have I got to witness somebody in this place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that this thing is ablaze and things kept happening. And yet they're going through it, y'all. Y'all remember the story, don't you? All throughout the plagues. But you remember, though, that God's people didn't deal with it. They was in Goshen. The plague was in Egypt. God said, I'll deal with my people and take care of my people. But I got to deal with your enemy. I got to go and get the plagues in Egypt. And no matter how much Moses went before Pharaoh and said, let my people go, things seemed to get worse. Some of y'all who, who decided that you weren't going to pick up English, uh, you would say it worse, sir. <laughs> Go to school. But, and so, what are you waiting on? Dog, I'm, I'm getting me a job, man. But, but, well, how much are they going to pay? Get you a, I don't even have my GD. Get your GD. What was I talking about? Goshen. God's taking care of his people in Goshen. And he's dealing with your haters in Egypt. And I know you got a lot of haters in your life because that's part of life. That you will have some people who do not like you because you have promise over you. They don't like you and you don't even know why you like they don't like you. But instead of staying there and wondering why it is that they don't like you, wake up and smell the coffee. They don't like you because you got promises over you. And regardless of what goes on in your life, God will continue to bless you and lift you up if you continue to stay holy. Oh, holiness still is right. And I don't care what you say. Holiness still is right. Amen, somebody. Why does the burn? 
the bush burn and it's not consumed because you're going to deal with some fiery situations in your life. And regardless of whether you brought yourself into that situation, that fire, or whether it was brought on to you by the adversary, whatever the case, God takes care of you, his child. And so all things do work together. I'm almost done. All things do work together for the good of them that are called according to his purpose. Amen, somebody? I'm almost done because why is it consumed? Last but not least, because Moses, I need you to know that regardless of the fire that comes your way, uh, it won't be consumed. It won't consume you. That, that I know as a preacher, as a pastor, listen, people throw darts at you all the time. You will. Amen. Not everybody like you and everybody that grin ain't tickled. Amen, somebody. That everybody, that you're going to have some people in your life that don't like you. There are some people right on this road right now who can't stand you. Talk about you every time they're at the dinner table. Amen. Eating that chicken. Gravy. I told you, gravy driving down there. Gravy going all down there. I told you. And I, and I told you he shouldn't have some of y'all laughing, but some of y'all do it too. But they could not get out of Egypt without the man of God. We have played this game for too many years of trying to downplay the office of the pastor. And so we get to this place where we think he is just a man like I'm a man. He put his, he put his pants up like I pull my pants up. No, his pants is holy. You would not have known that Jesus could save you if it not, had not been for the preacher. You would still be in your Egypt right now if it was not for the preacher. You would not know that you can move forward if it was not for the preacher. Thank you, Lord, for the preacher. Because every time he preaches, he preaches God what God tells him to preach. I know it. You want to know how I know it? Because you came through the snow today to hear a word coming from this pulpit. You want to know how I know? Because some of you who was a little bit nastier last year are a little more sweeter this year. You want to know how I know? Because some of y'all who wasn't smiling last year got a little more joy this year. You want to know how I know? Because some of you still alive because you were talking about killing yourself on last year. But when the preacher got up and told you that you shall live and not die, that you can make it even on broken pieces, you ought to give God some praise for Moses. It won't be consumed. You want to know, preacher, how I know it won't be consumed? Because I know somebody named Jesus. And they nailed him in his hands. But the fire didn't consume him. And they nailed him in his feet. But the fire didn't consume him. And he hung his head in the locks of his shoulders. But they didn't even consume him. But he died. And I know all the naysayers were saying, well, I thought he was Jesus. And if he was Jesus, suddenly he got up. Well, you, you missed the news. Extra, extra. Read all about it. 
early one Sunday morning, he got up with all power, power in his hands, power in his feet, power for you to live right, power for you to stay right. Say yes, say yes, say yes, say yes. And because he lives, I'm coming out of this. Because he lives, I can see another tomorrow. Because he lives, I ain't gotta be in jail no more. Because he lives, I ain't gotta be incarcerated no more. Because he lives, I can stand strong. Because he lives, I can be faithful. Because he lives, I can be holy. I'm coming out of this. I'm coming out of this, no matter what it is. I'm coming out of this, a bad relationship. I'm coming out of this, a bad marriage. I'm coming out of this, a bad situation. I'm coming out of this, a bad job. I'm coming out of this, a bad financial state. I'm coming out of this. Why can I come out of this? Because he got up. And he came out, and he still lives. Because he came up, because he came out, and because he still lives, I can get up, I can come out, and I can still live. Say yes, say yes.
Yeah. Yes. 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 Yes, Lord. 